Reach the Horizon, the official podcast of the Horizon League, your number one source for all of the Horizon League's top headlines. Here's your host, Justin Kinner. Reach the Horizon, the official podcast of the Horizon League. Welcome in. Justin Kinner with you here. I'm excited that college basketball season is well underway. Like We're, we're well past the, the tip-off point of the season. In fact, we're just a couple weeks away from conference play beginning, and there's so many great things going on between the men's and women's basketball side of things. Uh, and we're going to be really diving into that here in the coming weeks. Again, is Horizon, uh, Horizon League play coming up just around the corner. Just a reminder that being a listener of the Reach the Horizon podcast does have its benefits, including exclusive access to tickets to the Horizon League Basketball Championships. To thank you for listening, save $5 per ticket by using the code HLPODCAST at checkout. Again, visit HorizonLeague.com and use the code HLPODCAST at checkout. I look forward to seeing you in Indianapolis. I, that's right. We could officially really start focusing on the basketball championships going to be held in Indianapolis this year. Uh, again, Horizon League played just around the corner, and we're really starting to see some things shape out a bit. Again, it's the non-conference portion of the season, but things are really you're starting to learn a couple things. How about Dantes Walton with Northern Kentucky? I mean, who was a significant role player for the Norse the last couple of years, but has emerged as one of the top stars in the conference. I mean, he's broken out. I mean, he's had a tremendous start to the season for the Norse. Where there were some question marks, you know, you lose Coach Brandon uh, to Cincinnati. You know, he takes the job with the Bearcats, and you know, Darren Horn comes in and takes over as head coach. You lose Drew McDonald, the Horizon League Player of the Year, and right now they're sitting right at the top with Wright State, which is pretty much what we assumed would happen. You look at the Wright State Raiders, the preseason number one. They're without Loudon Love. He could potentially come back early January, but again, Wright State, even without their star player, still holding on and neck and neck with Northern Kentucky at the top of the conference. How about a star freshman, Amari Davis, with the uh, the Green Bay Phoenix? I mean, he's won multiple Horizon League Freshman of the Week honors. That kid can play. Uh, I was lucky enough to watch him play here uh, in Dayton at Trotwood High School uh, for the Trotwood Rams, and he was a fantastic player, helped lead them to the D3 state title last year in his senior year. And to pick up right where he left off, I mean, I, I'm i really happy for him, and I'm happy for the Phoenix. Again, they got themselves. They have a really good player, uh, and they're going to have him for the next couple of years, and I'm happy for him and happy for them. That's a match made in heaven uh, right there. So congrats to him on the great start to the season that he has had. All right, it's time to bring in our guest on today's podcast. Neil Rule is the voice of the Oakland Golden Grizzlies, and I learned a lot about Neil. I had no idea that he was a backup broadcaster for the Detroit Pistons on the radio side of things. He does a lot of work with ESPN. He does some soccer. I was really impressed with learning about his broadcasting background, and, you know, that just got me to thinking. I'm thinking around the Horizon League, all of the great broadcasters that these teams are fortunate to have. It's a great look on the conference when you have so many talented broadcasters bringing you the games, painting the picture for these games, and Neil Rule's one of the best in the business, uh, and I was excited to have a chance to catch up with him uh, and discuss some big topics surrounding the league. One of the big topics that we discussed were the importance of rivalries under the Horizon League umbrella. You look at Detroit and Oakland, uh, that's one of the top rivalries in the conference, Wright State and Northern Kentucky, Green Bay and Milwaukee. I mean, the Horizon League has a lot of fun rivalries under that umbrella. And I'm telling you right now, I had a lot of fun with this podcast, with this interview. Uh, and I'll have that for you coming up here in just a second. We also talked about some of the top teams in the conference, as well as Oakland's matchup with Michigan State out of the Big Ten at Little Caesars Arena coming up this Saturday. That'll be on ESPN, too. Um, but we had an interesting discussion about that and how the city welcomes Oakland 
And there's a lot of teams similar to Oakland uh, in the Horizon League. At least most teams in the Horizon League have to share the spotlight with some bigger colleges uh, that get most of the attention and how these schools balance that and how they attack that and how they try to market themselves to their respective cities. We got into that conversation as well. Here is the voice of the Oakland Golden Grizzlies, Neil Rule on Reach the Horizon, the official podcast of the Horizon League. We have Neil Rule with us here now. He is the voice of the Oakland Golden Grizzlies men's basketball team as well as the director of broadcasting for the program as well. Neil, welcome in, sir. How are you? Uh, Justin, I'm great, man. I've been uh, I've been looking forward to this. I've, uh, ever since I heard the Horizon League was dropping the podcast, I was hoping my day would come, and, and here we are, Justin. No, it's a, it's, I, have, I love doing the podcast. I'm learning a lot about, you know, because you, you stick in your inner circle and you kind of follow what you're used to following. And I, I've branched out and I've learned a lot about the conference. My favorite thing I've learned thus far, uh, Ray Clay, he's the PA voice for the, for the UIC Flames. Ray Clay was also the PA voice for the Chicago Bulls in the 90s during the, you know, during the dynasty run for Michael Jordan. So that, I just, that, that's a cool story under the Horizon League umbrella. One of my favorite ones that I've come across thus far. Uh, yeah, absolutely, and uh, just a reminder too that my Detroit Pistons were the one that you know the last the last dynasty that handled that whole Jordan era bull. So you know that's that's a fact, not opinion. I'll pass that along to him next time I cross paths with him. Uh, but let's get into this season. Now, the Oakland Golden Grizzlies are one of the more unique teams uh, in the Horizon League. Uh, they have a lot of personality. They have a flair to them. And I think it starts uh, with one of my favorite head coaches in all of college basketball and Campy. Uh, and we'll get to him coming up in a moment. But tell everyone a little about yourself. You mentioned you're a director of broadcasting. You're the voice of the Golden Grizzlies. How long have you been associated with the program? Uh, I think this is my ninth year with Oakland. And it, it really coincides very well with with the Horizon League in Oakland and, and some of the you know the places I've been able to go and things I've been able to do because of the doors that the Horizon League in Oakland joining the Horizon League opened for me uh, with with that whole ESPN digital content platform that I was able to to really take advantage of uh, doing games for Oakland when they joined the Horizon League I've been able to parlay that uh, pretty successfully I do NBA games. Uh, for the Pistons as a, as, in a fill-in capacity on the radio network. Uh, I also have a contract with, with ESPN. I do USL soccer for them from their production studios down in uh, just outside Fort Lauderdale, Florida. I do that in the summer months. I also do Detroit City FC matches here, probably the most successful the amateur soccer team in the country, now soon to be professional the soccer team in the country, at least one of the most most uh, popular uh, soccer teams in the country. I do their games for Fox Sports Detroit. So, you know, looking back on it, the, the Horizon League platform through the ESPN3, now into ESPN+, Plus, that really gave me the opportunity to do all these things. So, I mean, I've, I've really benefited from the exposure that I've gotten from the Horizon League. Wow, so you don't do that much. Well, I hope that this leads to some opportunities for you down the road because it sounds like you have a lot of time on your hands, man. But that, that's awesome. I didn't know. Uh, I knew I about the Pistons. Probably about 120, 120, 130 games a year by the time it's all said and done. <laughs> well, not bad. I mean, congratulations on that, by the way. I knew about the Pistons, uh, but the soccer stuff, too. I mean, just branching out and doing, you know, being well, uh, you know, advanced in a lot of those things is pretty neat. Uh, now, your relationship with the Oakland Golden Grizzlies and what you do there. Uh, you know, we'll get to the Horizon League stuff in a moment, but you've been with them since before coming into the Horizon League. How has that transition been, you know, with what you've witnessed with this program growing uh, from before they got here? Yeah, well, when I joined the team, my first two years was at the tail end of the Summit League days. My, my first two years calling games at the time, 
I was working alongside Mario Pemba, a longtime voice of the Tigers, uh, now a voice of the Boston Red Sox. Um, you know, he and I worked together on the games, and that was the run. I mean, one of the better mid-major teams in college basketball, certainly one of the more historic runs through league play in the history of college basketball, where they went 17-1 and in summer league play. Back-to-back years, they had, I think, seven professionals on a mid-major team, which at that time was, was unheard of. And I think even to this day, you know, that's, that's unheard of, man, that a mid-major team has seven professionals on it, but that's, that's what that team had. So it was a lot of great basketball, uh, top ten wins at Tennessee, all that kinds of things. So, I mean, it was, it was a great run, and then the Golden Grizzlies moved into the Horizon League, and like we talked about, the, the, the competition – with what we've seen in the league, and, and most importantly, I would say locally, most importantly, the platform that it's given Oakland is, is that rivalry game with Detroit, and that's something that the Detroit media here has embraced. I mean, not not just in a, in a once-off fashion either. I mean, that it's something that unilaterally across the Detroit sports media landscape, that's something that everybody's embraced, Fox, ABC, uh, everywhere, all the affiliates here in Detroit talk radio as well. I mean... That rivalry with Detroit is something that I heard talked about on mainstream talk radio here uh, in, in the Detroit area, which is something when I started at Oakland, I, I never thought that would be possible. But there it was. You know, there, there were fans calling in, talking about it, uh, some of the highest-rated radio shows here in the Detroit area. So it's, it's something that, again, just to keep it pushing, you know, that's, that's something where Oakland benefited a lot from, from their merger with the Horizon League. And, it's something I think both local programs have benefited a great deal from in terms of media exposure, fan engagement. I mean, the first time we played Detroit and Callahan, there were almost 7,000 fans in Callahan Hall. I mean, that's that's incredible. I mean, it's, it's probably, I would say, you know, pound for pound, and I guess this would depend on where you're at in the Horizon League, but pound for pound, it's the best rivalry in the Horizon League. Now, I'm biased because I'm a part of it, but I just go by the energy in the building when I go to the building, and it's something you can't you can't duplicate. You can't fake that. There's a passion that's on both sides. Yeah, that's interesting. And see, you know, you talk about just that that regional aspect there. Uh, another rivalry in the Horizon League that's kind of developed over the years, and a lot of it has to do with just two teams going head to head for for the title every year. Uh, with Northern Kentucky and Wright State, just you know, less than an hour separates both programs. Um, and with really no, having no history before coming into this, for it to develop into what it is, it has been pretty special to watch. And you're right, you don't get many of those games where you get seven plus thousand fans uh, in attendance. And when you do, you could just tell it feel it feels like something special. Uh, and you get that a few times around the league but i can't imagine what a detroit and oakland game would be like again just because the the bragging rights of the city you know being under the umbrella of that city it has to be a great rivalry for you to call no it is and it's 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 awesome to be a part of and it's fun too to watch northern kentucky and and to watch Wright state go at it and to another degree you see what the energy's like in the building when milwaukee plays green bay uh, over on the other side of wisconsin and, and that's a game where you know you'll get three, four thousand people at the game and a lot of energy and and all the, all the stuff that goes with it. But yeah, the 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 right state Northern Kentucky thing is a lot of fun to watch on social media as well to see those two fan bases go at it. Uh, that's certainly entertaining because you know Justin, that's how I gauge things. It's, it's how, exactly. <laughs> you know how, how relevant is it on social media? Because hey, man, this is uh, this is social media culture. So if they're bringing the juice on social media, then obviously it's great, right? 
Absolutely, man. All right, we got Neil Rule with us here. Reach the Horizon, the official podcast of the Horizon League. Now, you mentioned earlier, you know, in the summit, you talked about some of the big wins that the program has had, that those staple wins that kind of put them on the map and got you know nationally recognized for for the success on the floor. You know, one thing I've always loved about Campy's schedules with this team has been that they have no fear, regardless, you know, of the Power Five, not sorry, the Power Five, but the you know the high major programs. Right now, you have Michigan State coming up this Saturday. It's a game on ESPN two, and then right after that, you have Syracuse. You guys just played Maryland not too long ago, uh, and what was a close game in the first half. The score got ugly late, but C- Coach Campy is not afraid to take his program and, and match them up with some of the best teams in the country, and that's no surprise to you, I'm sure. No, and, and that's really one of the drawing points of the program, too. When he, when he goes to recruit players, he says, hey, here's, here's where we're going to go. And, and I'll just say, as a, you know, as, as a secondary part of all that, we've been in every great gym in the country. I mean, name it. We, we've been there. North Carolina, UCLA, Cal, Gonzaga, Kansas, Michigan State, Syracuse a, a couple of times. I mean, anywhere. We've been everywhere, man. Indiana, all of them. We, we've seen every single great gym. So it's certainly been a lot of fun as a as a college basketball dork that I was growing up. I mean, I never thought that I would be in this kind of position where I get to see all these types of places and call games from all these venues. It's been something that's that's been pretty special. And, and yeah, Coach Campy's always been like that. And he's always said it's, it's kind of a no-mercy deal. When you go to play the Kansases and the Syracuse and the Michigan States, it's it's not playtime to, to play these guys. You know, they're not there for fun. Uh, they're not there as a hobby. Uh, they're going to attack what you don't do well. And he says there's no teacher like there is when you when you see it on film. And those guys, NBA players everywhere, those guys are going to attack what you don't do well. That's certainly what they do. And, you know, you brought up the, the Maryland thing. And, you know, as, as I said in an interview with Coach Campy, as far as this year's Oakland team goes, you know, reports of, of Oakland's demise were greatly exaggerated because that was a Maryland game where they had the lead. I think it was like 20 to 19 or something like that with six minutes to go in the game where Oakland had the lead. They were, you know, they were going toe for toe, toe to toe with Maryland and, and taking shots and delivering shots and all that stuff. And at the point guard spot, they made a couple of mistakes that led to what Coach Campy calls pick sixes, which is essentially our, our turnovers that lead into runouts, that lead into dunks or threes that are high-energy plays, and Maryland showed very quickly that the horses can get out of the barn, and that's what that's what happens when you go into these Power 5 gyms. These are elite athletes, man. These are five-star guys that every program in the country wanted, and they're that for a reason, and if you give them just you know any kind of, of sliver of daylight, they're going to take advantage of it, and that's what Maryland did, and we've seen that before, where if you make a mistake in those places, you will pay the ultimate price. Now, on the flip side of that coin, in the past, Oakland's gone into, you know, the Tennessees and top ten programs and, and gotten wins over those those programs. And the interesting thing, you brought up the Michigan State game this weekend at Little Caesars Arena. You know, to this day, and, and now the Palace of Auburn Hills is, is, is closed, but the biggest crowd to ever see a college basketball game there was Oakland versus Michigan State a few years ago when Kay Felder was with Oakland. And if you look the largest crowd to see a college basketball game at Little Caesars Arena was Oakland and Michigan State. It's something where our fan base mobilizes. You know Michigan State's fan base is going to mobilize. They go to the Final Four like every other year. Uh, that's not an exaggeration either. If you go back and do the math, that's pretty close to what it is. So it's, it's two great fan bases. And, and 
what gets lost in all that, I think, sometimes with the local media, is that Oakland fans show out for that. We'll, we'll get seven to eight thousand of our fans that show up for that game too. I mean, it's it's a big deal. It's a red letter date on the calendar. Everybody's excited for it, and uh, you know, I, I can't wait. It, it's a brand new arena uh, right in the middle of the revitalization of Detroit. It's the largest stage in in a top thirteen media market. It's the largest stage, and it's always exciting. That's pretty interesting. Now, I'm going to ask you about I mean, with Michigan State this weekend. What is the relationship like with Oakland and those surrounding big schools in that city? Because I hear a lot of stories like you look over at Northern Kentucky. You know, they have to share the limelight with, with the basketball-heavy area where you have Cincinnati Xavier, and, you know, Kentucky's not that far off in the distance either. Um, and then you have, you know, Wright State and Dayton where they're battling it out. Not really battling it out, but UD, you know, they have the name of the city in their team name. They own that the, the city. And it's tough for a lot of those teams to try to carve their niche in those respective cities. What is it like for Oakland? Are you talked about the fan support when you know you guys fill little caesar's arena or wherever the arena is to watch oakland versus you know michigan state but what is the relationship like with that school and the city and the fans uh when it comes in re- regards to those other big programs well what, what i think is unique about it is that as far as oakland goes and i would venture a guess to say that maybe even people in the area we're still trying to educate people in the area oakland's a Big-time university, man. There's 20,000 students that go there. And you're not from and, California, correct? I mean, that's the other thing. <laughs> right, right. You know, I mean, like, that's it, – it's a big-time university. Again, 20,000 students that go there in in a top 13 media market in the suburbs of the top 13 media market. So, I mean, we're right at the ground zero. Uh, you know, the challenges are you intimated that when you're in – uh, a top 13 media market. There's four professional sports teams here. There's Michigan uh, within an hour drive of Detroit. There's Michigan State within an hour plus drive of Detroit. Also, Eastern Michigan locally here, Western Central. There's a there's a lot of big fan bases. But I, I think with what Oakland's been able to do from a fan perspective, from an attendance perspective, from a media perspective, and the coverage that we get, if you, I'll, I'll take what Oakland does dollar for dollar against any return on investment that any other university around here gets. That includes the Big Ten schools. If you look like, if you look at what we've been able to pull off here as far as basketball success, I mean, we've been to three of the last 15 NCAA tournaments. That's, that's incredible in and of itself. I mentioned the run that they had through the Summit League, uh, the, the, the media attention, the, the crowds that we draw at the arena. I'll put it up there against anybody, man. I just will. All right, Neil Rule, good enough to join us here on the Reach the Horizon, the official podcast of the Horizon League. Last thing, and I'll let you get out of here. You talk about elite athletes, you know, when Oakland's going up against these, you know, elite D1 programs or Power 5 programs, you're talking about the elite athletes on their side, but Oakland's no stranger to spitting out NBA talent as well. Uh, you had Kay Felder a few years ago, and then right now Kendrick Nunn is absolutely, I mean, just I mean, making himself a household name with the Miami Heat at the moment. Just talk about the talent that, that, that Coach Campy's able to get in, and then also just the, the job that, that Nunn's been able to do in the NBA thus far. Yeah, and, and I brought up the fact about the NCAA tournament appearances. You look at during that same time span since 2005, we put four players in the NBA, and that's that's hard to do at the mid-major level. So we, we've had that talent. And, yeah, you, you brought up Kay Felder and what he's done. He had uh, three seasons in the NBA. And Kendrick Nunn, the, the NBA Eastern Conference Rookie of the Month last month. And, and that Kendrick Nunn was a – you could just tell if you were around him for roughly about 13 seconds, 
you would tell that he always knew he was going to end up where he is. I mean, he carried himself with the professionalism, quite frankly, I had never seen in the collegiate ranks before. The, the, the nutrition angle of it, the, the extra practice, not just basketball practice, skill development practice that he did on his own. You know, he would, he would wheel the, the shooting gun out there and shoot shots and fire shots and do whatever it took. I never doubted what Kendrick Numb was going to be able to do. All he needed was an opportunity. And I've heard Coach Campy talk about this in the local media. You know, we, we've, we've had other talented guys that, unfortunately for them, Travis Bader's one that, that really jumps out at me. He never got that opportunity uh, in the NBA. And he's gone on. He's still playing professionally overseas and, and doing very well. Kendrick got that opportunity, and he, he's never let go of it. The Miami Heat had some injury issues and are still fighting through some injury issues. And Kendrick Nunn's been the one constant. Uh, Jimmy Butler obviously is great as an all-star player, but if you go below Jimmy Butler, Kendrick Nunn's been the glue that's, that's held that Miami Heat team together, and they're off to a great start in the top four in the Eastern Conference. And Kendrick Nunn is as responsible for that as anybody, and, and I'm happy for him because – and, and we all say that, right, about the people we cover and the people we're around because we know them at a, at a different level than most people know them. But I'm very happy for Kendrick, not only from a success standpoint because he believed it would happen. I'm happy for him because he's a genuinely good dude, and it's easy it's easy to root for people that are good dudes. So you, I, I, I'm just I'm very very happy for him. I had an opportunity to catch up with him uh, in Miami last month, and we went out and talked to him for a few minutes. And he's enjoying the ride, man. And, and there's no no bigger Kendrick Nunn fan than me. All right, Neil. Thank you so much for your time. The last couple of years, you know, the Horizon League Men and Women's Basketball Championships been in Detroit, been at Little Caesars Arena, now transitioning to Indianapolis, uh, the new host site for, of course, the Men and Women's Horizon League Basketball Championships. Your favorite part, uh, other, you know, I'm sure your least favorite part is now you have to drive uh, far places to cover these games. But your favorite part, uh, of course, about the Horizon League Men and Women's Basketball Championships being held in Indianapolis this year. Because Indy's a great city. I mean, that, that, that's where that's where it stops. I mean, I, I love coming to Indianapolis, and I don't know. I, I know John Lacrone didn't contact me, uh, Dan Gly, and everybody at the Horizon League. They didn't contact me to get my thoughts. But if I had a power rankings, if I was going to have it in Detroit, number one, Indy would have been my second choice for it. And uh, again, that's just me personally. But Indy's Indy's great, and I love I love the downtown vibe there. Everything is walkable. The shrimp cocktail at St. Elmo's. <laughs> unbelievable the steak there unbelievable it, it checks every box man and, and why would you not want to be where you know silly things like super bowls and final fours and big 10 tournaments and, and all those things you know just minor sporting events uh go to indy and it's always a spectacular event so yeah why wouldn't you want to be associated with everything that goes along with indianapolis and i can't wait to go down there to be honest with you and that's you know, the traveling part about it, What is I, I saw the little uh, statistic. It's within like a three-and-a-half-hour, four-hour drive of pretty much everywhere in the league. Any excuse I have to go to Indianapolis, man, I'm going to go because I, I really do enjoy Indianapolis a lot. Just the, the nightlife, the way that that city has hosted big events, not big events, the biggest events in sports and continue to and pull it off easily. Why wouldn't you want to be a part of that? Absolutely, and we're looking forward to it. Still a lot of, a lot of basketball left to be played between now and that point. Um, but again, I'm excited for that to get here, but excited for the near future as well with Horizon League play coming up just around the corner. Neil Rule, voice of the Oakland Golden Grizzlies. Neil, thanks so much for your time, man. Much appreciated.
Anytime, Justin. We'll talk again soon, hopefully. All right, great stuff there. Neil Rule, the voice of the Oakland Golden Grizzlies, our guest on this week's edition of Reach the Horizon, the official podcast of the Horizon League. While you wait for the next podcast to drop, stay up to date with the Horizon League. Visit horizonleague.com and follow at Horizon League on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and Snapchat for news and exclusive behind-the-scenes access. All right, that wraps it up for us here. This has been Reach the Horizon, the official podcast of the Horizon League. Make sure you tell your friends and family about us. Subscribe and download to the Reach the Horizon podcast in your Apple iTunes store, Google Play store. You can access us on SoundCloud as well as HorizonLeague.com and our station website here in Dayton, WingAM.com. There's many ways you can access the podcast and share what we are doing. I enjoyed my interview last week with Drew McDonald, the former Horizon League Player of the Year. Uh, and just catching up with him to see what what life is like after basketball. And we had a great discussion as well about his journey to becoming a member of the Norse team. Uh, and it was a great discussion. It was fun listening to him kind of share his journey of how he became a D1 basketball player and then to be a part of a, a Norse team that was new to the D1 scene uh, and has made the NCAA tournament two of the last three years. That's that's unheard of. That's You don't see that at a lot of new D1 programs. And for them to establish themselves so early – um, that was a great story. Still is a great story when you look at what Northern Kentucky is still doing post Drew McDonald era. Uh, but you'll want to check that out as well. Neil Rule, thank you so much for coming on the podcast today. Much appreciated. Lots of great stuff here in today's podcast, and we appreciate you listening. Until next week, this has been Reach the Horizon, the official podcast of the Horizon League.